While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. Free men need to be able to protect their families. It's really sad to see people hurt, livelihoods destroyed, even homes destroyed, just to make a political point. Free men take action when churches face heartbreaking attacks. And while cowards stand idle, free men run towards the sound of gunshots when children are in danger. I'm so thankful for free men who stand ready with the tools of liberty. Than I was he played expecting. a second ago. It yeah. is, but you know. He does that. Not my us. theme music sometimes. <laughs> it is. Well, it's it is Psalm 119. Yeah, yeah, watch it. <laughs> wait, wait. You're saying Psalm 119 is not. <laughs> your... no, with a different beat. It's a, it is, <laughs> but a different beat. You, see, you and Ke- you and you and uh, Gabe. <laughs> that's what y'all want. On. No, you don't. Sometimes you need this. Welcome to Cross Politics. It's Beer and Psalm Sunday. Gabe is still out, so you're stuck with me. Actually, Wednesday. Wednesday. But, you know, it's okay. It's Beer and Psalms Wednesday. Ah, I see how happy I am for Sunday. I want Sunday. I want to rest. But it sure reminds us of Sunday. I want to rest. You know what? I'm just going to go open this up now. It sure reminds us of Sunday. Yeah, since we have Beer and Psalm. Keep sitting in for Gabe because he's still in Oklahoma. And uh, we're hoping to have a good show with him on Thursday. So he's putting together a show for us oh. from the conference oh, tomorrow. that he's at. Tomorrow, yeah. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna beam him in. Yeah, I guess we can call it that. And whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, Skype him in or whatever. Skype him in. Yeah. Okay. Or Roberts. He's at Oral Roberts uh, University okay. out there. Right. Um, nice. Don't matter that word. Hey, let's go, Kate. are out there. It's we like going? Web 3. Yeah, the Web 3 event. Yeah, they yeah. would be into Web 3 at those charismatic yeah. places. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. What I was trying to work that out. Like, it means something. I'm sure. I'm sure. I can make it work. Yeah. So do you have a podcast or are you thinking about starting one? Why wouldn't you be? Does, does your church have a podcast feed for sermons? 
Actually, when we first started, when Gabe first asked me if I wanted to do a podcast, that's what I thought a podcast was. was like, I'm <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, I preach a sermon every Sunday. <laughs> you <Sure>. got tricked. <laughs> dropwave.io. That's dropwave.io is for you. Cancel culture is like walking on a thin glass bridge. I don't remember this ad. <laughs> it's like walking on a thin glass bridge over the Grand Canyon. Okay. Every step you take could get you killed. I mean, canceled. You know, like you could fall through that glass. Since the beginning, CrossPolitik has been working on being anti-fragile. So no matter what happens, our content can still be delivered to your TV and to your podcast feed. This past year, the Waterboy and his friend Jeremy have been working on building a podcast hosting solution for rowdy platforms like CrossPolitik. You know, people that are likely to say bad words that YouTube doesn't like yeah, and censor you for. So that you can be confident your podcast will never fall through that glass bridge. You see, he brought it back in there again. Dropwave.io offers seamless onboarding for shows that have been around for years to easy-to-use solutions for starting your own podcast today. Dropwave.io will track all your show's downloads by city, state, country, and it offers network and enterprise packages for solutions like the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. Free to speak, free to podcast, free to start your journey now at dropwave.io. You know, I'm so glad that Gabe and Jeremy started yeah. uh, Dropwave because, again, being in the industry, we couldn't find anybody to fit for us for what we yeah. did, how we were trying we're to We're actually our... getting like good information yeah. now, right? I mean, we went a whole year yeah. without information yeah. on downloads and podcasts right. and had to figure out the hard way, like, yeah. what's going on? And still wasn't getting the whole information. So Dropwave, we had to make it right. <laughs> so right. that it can serve and us. It, and it like and it like will define it down like every intersectional demographic we want, right? It, like it, all yeah. like all the lesbian Eskimo bishops <laughs> right. that listen to cross politic, we, yeah. we could Find yeah, them? No. No? No. Uh, and and okay. we don't have a good ESG score either. So I just. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, All so right. Anyway. Okay. Anyways. So, sorry uh, about that. It's 2020. I just realized I was looking at the calendar. I'm looking at because I was looking at our cross politic numbers on Dropwave. Mm. And I was looking at the calendar and I was going back and it's like, oh, man, we only have three weeks worth of shows. Oh, this is still 2023. I haven't. It, 2023 hasn't hit me yet. It's, it's still 2023. Yeah. 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 I still think that I'm in 2023. 22. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. not. And so I realized, oh, you know, we've learned a lot, though, in this short amount of time and being in 2023, yeah. which yeah. is why it's like this hasn't been we, a whole year already. We, we've had a whole year's worth of news <laughs> in just in three just weeks, three weeks. And some of that news that we've had has been the fact that, you know, uh, we found out that Merrick Garland knew when he issued a special counsel for Trump, he issued that special counsel on November 18th. November 18th. Uh, right. November 18th. 2022. Yeah, because we haven't hit November 18th, 2023 yet. Yeah. So he issued that special counsel. And then while he knew that November 2nd, that Biden had documents from when he was vice president. <laughs> Classified documents. Way. Kind of the same thing that he was issued a special counsel. And he but notice what happened. You got November second and then you got An November sixth, the election. <laughs> eh, let's just yeah. hold that off. But, but, but why not on November eighteenth? The election's over. <laughs> election's over. You got Biden and Trump. Why yeah. not that's a great question. Why not just 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 you know these are more things to be found out in twenty twenty three. And we just and we just learned that Pence also has unclassified yeah. documents. And I've been saying for a while, I have classified documents next to my Corvette. 
Oh, in, I, in you the know garage. what? And the reason why I believe you, Pastor, because not only did we find out that Pence had classified documents, we found out that Biden had more yeah. classified oh, yeah. documents, yeah. not just from when he was vice president. But when he was all the way back in Congress. What? And I'm like, how exactly does that happen? Is it like you bring your briefcase home, you have your stamp classified manila folder, you pull it out, set it down. Like, how do you go home with classified what? documents? Well, we figured uh, accidentally. out. Accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah. yeah. And this is why yeah. I figured out Pastor Toby's got to have classified documents. Yeah, everybody somewhere. does. You have classified <laughs> documents in <laughs> your house, too, Keith. I, mean, I guess it's like a library. You just check them out, and it's like, you get, class- yeah. you get classified documents. Yeah. You get classified. Oh, everybody oh, gets classified documents <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. But one of the things that's been the most interesting that I've learned in 2023 is that Kareem Jean-Pierre, she can tap dance. Oh, yeah? Uh, another question on the documents. Um, you have said, though, from this podium many, many times over the last two weeks that this president takes the handling of classified material very seriously. And yet we continue to learn about more documents being found and discovered at his home, including now some that go back decades to his time in the Senate. So why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously and the handling of it? Look, the president, the American people heard from the president directly on this when he was asked by your colleagues at least twice now about um, about how he sees this process. And he was very clear what, with, with the response of what we're currently seeing. And he says, I take this very seriously. He said, I didn't know uh, that the documents were there. Got that part. Um, and Got that. look, That's what your I think was. as it relates to the American people and the president standing with the American people, uh, it is going to be uh, up to them to decide uh, how they see uh, this president. Look, this is a president that came into office. Nine million people had lost their jobs. The unemployment rate was 6.3%, and hundreds of thousands of small businesses had closed their doors. <laughs> and in the past two years, we've created nearly 11 million jobs. The unemployment rate is at a record low at 50-year 50, uh, 50 uh, record low. In the last two years, we're the best years for small businesses applications on record. We talked about that last week, just from here. Uh, the president has built the most significant legislative record uh, since LBJ. Let's not forget, there's a Chips and Science Act, the bipartisan infrastructure legislation. I just walked through what he's going to see next week uh, when he's traveling uh, to Baltimore and also New York City, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to deal with lowering costs. So the president has been in office for the last two years focusing on the American people. Uh, And, you know, we saw that. We saw what the American people had to say during the midterms. As it relates, again, as it relates to this, as it relates to this ongoing legal matter, I would refer you to to my colleagues at the White House Council. Again, they're going to be speaking with all of you in just, just, you know, less than an hour or so. What was the question again? Uh, You reminded me of that, uh, remember that beauty contest where they're like, uh, help us find Iraq on a map? And the lady was like, you can't find Iraq on a map. And she goes, that whole... Shebang, and she just talks for about a minute straight. I don't, I don't you don't know, remember that? Don't uh, remember that. I'm glad I forgot that. Yeah, this, it, 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 I, I, I thought but this I, was the one where the guy asked her, the lady to name an African nation, and she says Wakanda. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't think that lady's doing real sign language. A win is a win. I don't care what y'all say. A win is a win. A win is a win. I don't I don't think that's real sign language. I don't know anything about sign language, but I don't think that was real Keith, sign language. Keith was distracted. I was. I was totally distracted at her, like her faces. Her hands. It's not. That's not for you, though. Bro. She, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. She was it's, actually doing tap dancing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because well, she brought <laughs> that in. She brought I, it in. When you have some. Okay. So part of it for me, when I saw this, I couldn't help but laugh. It was hilarious. Yeah. They asked the question, "Hey, yeah. what is the president said? He takes this seriously." Yeah. And she's like, "We know he takes it seriously." 
You like your gas prices? Yeah. Things are going great right now. Economy's yeah. going good. Yeah. We're doing everything. Has nothing to do with the issue. Right. right? Has, and so yeah. squirrel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Squirrel. And, and it worked though because there wasn't a whole lot. This is like the second question in this, and she Karine Jean Pierre is just sticking to her mm-hmm. her guns. But um, when, at what point does the press say, "Give us a new um, press secretary," or give us some information? Because what you're doing right now is stopping us from understanding where we're at in the in the situation, where we're at in the things in that that matter to the people. Yeah. Which is the president now felt there's a video clip. Was he on um, 60 Minutes saying, you know, how could Trump do what, this? This me, is reckless. Let me let me play devil's advocate for a second. Cool, J- just just for fun, because you just you know I mean, I'm willing. I'm, you know, you do I'm that to me sometimes. So what? If she, if she was a decent press secretary, what would she say? She would say the president feels like the same standard that he held Trump to should be held to him, and he trusts the Department of Justice to judge him no differently yeah. than Trump. So that w- that would be, <laughs> but that but that would be the way to demonstrate that he's taking it seriously. And he and he feels that yeah. maybe, you know, he handled things wrongly. And that he should have handled them better and has shown more he, respect to the American people. He takes it people. seriously, and so he, He's reco- he recognizes that he did it wrong. He did it wrong. Yeah, that's how, that's how you would take it seriously. Yeah. The, the and best spin on this, I mean, I think a, a reasonable spin on her answer is tap dancing. Yeah. You know, look, squirrel. Right. Um, distraction. Look practice. at all he's done right. It, it doesn't if, matter. If you actually try to construct an answer from what she said, what she seems to be saying is basically um, he takes – the economy so seriously that he doesn't think that you need to worry about what he does with classified documents. Then you're willing to give Trump a pass on what he did with right. classified well, documents. Well, yeah. He did be, such a great job with the economy too. That'd be the fault. <laughs> right. That'd be very reasonable fault. But why is, you know, here's what bothers me. Either though. she's using distraction tactics, which I think is likely. Of course she is. Yeah. Um, or, or that, or she's trying to answer it by saying, look, he's such a good president over here then you just need to trust them over here. Yeah, and I think there's just so many American people are, are content. Bottom line is people look at their wallet. And if she's able to persuade you that somehow your life is better under right. his reign, people could care less about classified Did you say under his reign? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Keith, I don't know no. if we're going to let you on this show. It's not a righteous reign. It's not a righteous reign. Under his rule. Oh, uh, but we got no is. king but Jesus on this show, <laughs> just, just for the record. You're but, not used to that, I but, know. But that's what, I, I think that's what most people are content with. You he's know what I mean? He's a Democrats, monarchist. The Democrats don't care that they yeah, found he, documents. They, no. they might care that Trump, but it only is a temporary thing. And like even over the last few years, this is actually going back when the Bruce Jenner you know, then the girl, like a month later, said she was black. She was working at the NAACP up at Spokane. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And like, and yeah. I, what I kind of realized is Rachel every story Galazon. under the sun, all you have to do is give it about two weeks, and the script's going to be flipped. Yeah. And everybody that was against the war is now for the war, and everybody who's for the war before is now against it because the, the script just gets flipped. It. So when Trump is, why? Why, um, does he get, why? Because at the, I think we like reality of it is the average American is just like I'm just there for my agenda, like truth, like. Facts, reality, yeah. none of that matters. What matters is how do I get where I want to go? Yeah. And for many Americans, it's bottom line is their wallet. And as long as their wallet and their money keeps coming in, yeah. classified yeah. documents. I mean, whatever. I did when she was talking, I, I I was thinking about gas prices going down and I was like, Yeah, I, tr- <laughs> I trust President Biden. You know, <laughs> and, and even their building, one thing that's genius is like gas is up fifty percent and they're like, Well, it's dropped twenty nine percent. That's the biggest drop. Well, yeah, after going up fifty yeah, percent. Right, so yeah. Right, yeah. I think what scares me, Keith, is is I actually agree with you. I think you're right about this. The problem is, is that's what the press is there for. 
Right. The press is to be the information Hold, holding that, her accountable, holding her accountable so that because sometimes people don't know why it matters at all. Right. Until <laughs> um, it, it, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And so the press is to let them know, let people know where they are in the world and the conversation that's being had around them and how much they need to know from that to be able to make their own decisions. But that requires a press that actually has a Christian worldview. And yeah, actually right. have an understanding of objective truth. That's right. Uh, understanding that um, truth is actually what makes free people. Right. Um, principles of justice. I mean, those are things, though, that a press has to be trained in, and a press doesn't have that unless they've been discipled. Yeah. Basically, in the and, Word of God. And they've set themselves up as the resistance. You know what I mean? And so they basically, be, you know, they we always knew they were kind of an arm of the Democrats before, but now they're just in deep. Ever since Trump got elected, he just broke everybody, and yeah. they just kind of went all in. So I think it's kind of almost, yeah, how do you decouple these people from their agenda? To- well, they're, they're just, I mean, the press at their best is just doing what you're talking about. It, and they just... You know, they're in the, the, you know, the current keeps changing. We're for the war. We're against the war. We're for this. We're against this. And at, at best, they just provide a little bit of temporary resistance um, to try to poke holes in the opposing party. Um, but, that's not, but that's not standing in a place that's fixed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, not, right. that's not standing in a place where you actually have a fixed standard that says, okay, why did you treat Trump this way? And why, did you, why are you treating Biden this way? What, what's the difference? Where, why is why are you you know is are there is this, are there actually substantive differences between the situations or not? And why does it matter that we care that classified documents are in places that they shouldn't be? Is there a reason we call them classified? Yeah. And do those need to be in a place that are secure that no one else can get to and only has certain access to? Or has it been pretty routine <laughs> for, their, every for politicians per- in high positions to have classified documents routinely over the years? And we're kind of casual about it, and like yeah, we are our borders. Like I mean, don't. Don't, don't sell it to Russia or nothing, but you know, as long or as do, you, or <laughs> I mean, or do, or, yeah. yeah, I mean, just make sure you, we get something out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that's the Whatever. thing. We, we, we yeah. don't, we don't have anybody. Yeah. When you said you need a Christian perspective, a Christian foundation to be able to do that. I just thought about how many people do we have reformed Christians that are out there? Christian, solid Christians out there in America. What, what would you say? Lots. Five percent. Reformed Christians? Let's let's not say reformed. Christians, solid, just people who believe Jesus is Lord in America. We got a lot, right? Sure. Do do you think we have really anybody inside of the press secretary room who is any Christian in there that we can say, oh, yeah, they're representative for us. They get to ask. Well, I would say it's, it's I mean, it's becoming more and more. I don't know. That's a great question to actually know what the stats are. But my guess is no. And my guess is, is that like many of the other professions that have cultural power in our in our country, um, they Christians are getting weeded out. Faithful Christians are getting weeded out. So you think about academia. Academia mm-hmm. is like what is it like two percent of academics are are Republicans or something? I mean, five percent or something. It's some tiny number. Almost all of them are registered Democrats. Almost all of them are liberals, and that's a sel- that's a selecting process. The medical profession is working in the same way. I mean, it's yeah, I mean, no. we need Christians who are in in the medical fields, but it's getting harder and harder because they're they're the the, me- them out, the medical yeah. world yeah. is forcing this. Um, I was I was down in uh, in in Boise for the Idaho Family Policy Center banquet over the weekend. Yeah, and um and uh, it was noted a couple of times by a few different people I I talked to that. Um, the Idaho Medical Association (IMA) is one of our greatest enemies in Idaho. Hmm. <laughs> they are they are all in for tranny surgeries and, and chemical castration. They're all they're all in for uh, Planned Parenthood funding, and they're all in for abortion. Idaho Medical Association, and they're the ones trying to get our boy Dr. Cole canned. Oh no, Ryan Cole. Yeah. So 
I mean, like, but there, but there's an example though. They're like, and I was I was talking to the, some of the board members about this. Cause I was like, why? Yeah. And they and they said it's basically because the medical industry is run by academia. Mm. Medical schools so they are guess- part of are part of the. It's all connected to academia. Now take that to law school, lawyers, right. judges. Take this to journalism, journalism school. The cancer is education. The cancer is universities and colleges, and there's there's precious few Christian universities and colleges that are not taking federal funding, that don't have those kind of hooks in them, that are committed to a Christian worldview, and are actually making Navy SEALs. Like, we need Navy SEAL yeah. journalists. Um, well, everything, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I, medical professionals, I mean, and lawyers, and judges, and, and politicians. But, like, but, the, but the fact of the matter is, is a lot of the big money is poured into the, these industries, and it's like basically you have to agree to a Darwinian worldview. Might makes right, manipulate, push, shove, grab, demand, and um, and and get your way. And, and now that you have, or, or you can't have the job. You basically have say forty years of people being indoctrinated in that. Because even like when I, I went to a public high school, yeah. and like I was the we beginning wave. <laughs> I was the beginning wave of like multiculturalism. But there was still push pushback yeah. in multiculturalism in the nineties. Like yeah. I don't even think. Your average church wouldn't even have a category to push back on multicultural right. at this point. So you take people my age, I'm 46 mm. years old, take me, everybody younger than, like, within a few years, we're kind of that wave of people who are there. So we've been thoroughly indoctrinated. Not even, like, the other day we were talking about egalitarianism. Yeah. That's still in me, oh, even yeah. though I'm I constantly know. fighting against it. It's I the know. hermeneutic I've been given. So when you look at, like, just like the wave, because I remember thinking when Obergefell came down, I remember people like, oh, we got to, if we just had the Supreme Court, and I remember just, like, looking at the kids on campus that I interact with and being like, we don't understand the wave that's coming at us because right. even even if, if it's just a speed right. bump of right. what's coming down, and then right. I didn't expect the acceleration of trans and everything else. So when I look at this and the things that you're laying out, you look at the, every inst- major power of institution, other than maybe the Supreme Court, conservatives don't have, right. Christians don't have. And so how do we, even if we set up our own right. fight, laugh, feast, how do we in turn sit in the White House and ask questions? like? Right. We're still at a little bit of a loss, even if we develop ourselves right. pretty we get, thoroughly. Oh, yeah, no, we, yeah, we have generations of work this, to that's, do that. That's what people miss is how it, it, how much we have to do right. and how far we have to go. And the reason why the left and other, you know, particularly the left and this ideology is so far ahead is because of where they're starting at. And this is what I mean. They're starting right when your child is allowed to come outside and start going to preschool. Right. Huckleberries, today I wanted to introduce you to a new friend in our class. Well, this, Huckleberries, is my friend Nash. It's their first day in our class. They're just looking around at all of you, and they're so curious to know who you all are. Today uh, was fun. It was really interesting, though, knowing going in, being like, I don't know what questions kiddos are going to have or what they're going to say, um, which is both like nerve-wracking, but also kind of exciting. It's that place of um, not knowing as a teacher and just being okay with that. So if you're, li- if you're listening, hold on one second. If you're listening to this, you can't see this, but this is really important. So you have a lesbian woman. This is, by the way, from a documentary um, from a North Carolina Association of Educated um, education of young children and they're f- re- reflecting on the education in action, the early years of film by Debbie Lee Kinnon, I think it is. And so they are basically shining the light on what's going on in preschool. 
All right. And so if you're listening to this, you can't see this. This is a lesbian woman who has a black doll. Did, did, did she say she was lesbian or are you just stereotyping? She's actually non-binary. <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's why they don't let me on every once in a while. Go, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 but I'm just curious. You're saying it so uh, confidently. The, heart, the she, haircut is screaming louder than any word she could ever say. <laughs> just, but maybe I could be wrong. Just, maybe, just maybe, look, look her like, haircut looks like Keith. Come on. I, I look like a, I any, got a lesbian like, haircut. She could be, no, she, <laughs> she could be a children's director in any evangelical church. <laughs> oh! Oh! Or, or a worship leader. Oh, oh. So she's, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm still trying to convince ouch. girls to stop putting metal in their noses. Oh. So she's sitting down in this room with about you know, eight kids here, and she's bringing this, and it's so, like, it's so influential. It's like what she's doing is she's manipulating them. Black doll, my friend, might not be safe. Just looking around the room, yeah. wanting to be comfortable. She's new. She's uh, oh, no, uh, no, no, they're, they're new. They're <laughs> new. I caught that. Right. Part. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, no. Are you a boy or a girl? And Mash answers, I'm just a kid. But a kid, but kids can be boys or girls. They can be boys yeah. or girls. Or yeah. Or maybe non-biased. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just like... <laughs> Non-binary, yeah. yeah. That's just something that we know. And <laughs> this is something, I mean, it's like, they're four and five years old, and they just didn't make a big deal out of being a boy or a girl. And I, I think it, it was Tell out, tell out. It's like, nah, a kid can be a boy or a girl. Somebody there is like. They put a plant in there. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confused. He's a kid. No, you got to be boy or girl, right? You know, I'm non-binary. Now, where's my ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then they give him the ice cream, and everybody's like, oh, non-binary. Non-binary. Uh, I like that. <laughs> to how much we've been talking about it in the classroom that you never mentioned the term non-binary. It was yeah. a child who brought that up because it's constantly in conversation. Stop. Constantly yeah, in conversation. Like, Stop. like Deuteronomy 6. Come on. See, you... Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. Come on now, Pastor. Uh, when you wake up and when you go by the way and when you sit down, when you lie down, it, right? We, I mean, I mean these, these people are better at this than... Evangelical Christians. Well, they have a 40, 50-year plan. Yeah. They start at the beginning. Yeah. They aren't bifurcating their children. They're baptizing in this oh. doctrine right oh, here. Oh, I know. Top to bottom, yep. left to right. And they have you at home doing it too. These kids. And you're like, oh, they're so impressionable. Right. That's the point. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Hey, so Nash, just like me, is non-binary. So they aren't sure if they're a boy or a girl. So when people ask them, are you a boy or a girl? Right now, they just feel like saying, I'm a kid. They're figuring it out. Why does he like, does he like stars? She called him a he a bigot. They <laughs> like stars. They like stars. Yeah. She's not teaching them and at they all. Are they are really... They wore their star shirt because it's their favorite shirt. And because they were nervous today, they thought they would wear something that makes them feel special. So it's pretty amazing. You think every question the kid they asks, they use a like personal pronoun. Stars. They don't abstract them to they. And, and, and it's just pretty impressive. Like their inherent thing, even despite them wanting to be like, oh, the kids even picked up on the non-binary. They're, she's pushing the they, the they, the they, the they, the they. I just, so this is what I want to say. Did you hear that? They, they like stars. <laughs> yep. Isn't that creepy? It, it really is creepy. creepy. Yeah, but like Hitler's youth. What's creepier is, so 
look at this. And you're like, what is that going to be in 30 years? Yeah. Now you have to look at your own situation and say, okay, now what am I making? Right. What is that going to be right. like in 30 years? Because right. they're going to have to come right. up against this right. mm-hmm. in some way. What are, Christians are like, we're like, man, if only we could do something. I know. <laughs> Come on now. Come and, on now. And the, non- Keep your kids. and the non-binary lesbian chick is like, we got your kids. Hey, we'll do something. Yeah. We we'll can, do something. You know what it takes? A village? It, it, no. Deuteronomy 6. All it takes is talk about it. Talk about your love of God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength when you get up in the morning, when you walk by the way, when you do your things, when you come back home, when you sit down for dinner, when you go to bed at night, and then do it again tomorrow. Come on now. Do that for 20 years. Yeah, that's right. Right? Do that for 20 years. Don't send your kids to any kind of, even if it says Christian on it, and they don't know about what boys and girls are. Don't, don't, don't give your kids to Caesar. Don't give your That's kids, right. don't take them to a church that doesn't stand up and tell you the truth. They um, don't want your kids in the and, congregation. And, and don't, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and don't see them as disciples. That's right. Don't see them as disciples. That's right. And then don't send your kids after doing 18 years of that to some pagan university because they got to get a job. No. It, what are you going to, you know, Try to gain the whole world and lose your own soul, lose your kid's soul. Uh, you, you know, college. I, I think you know, get get training, get a, get um, get an education, but don't get um, don't get brainwashed. Yeah, that's exactly. What uh, so I, I guess in a ma- practical way, many Christians. Hold your question. Okay. Many Christians. I really do want to no, hear. That's good. Let me finish that. You know, they, they think okay, but I gotta send them to college. Now I gotta send them to college, and I I think I don't know what your stats are, but my stats from being on campus around here would be, I think 80, 90% of those Christian kids either get taken out by either actually full on losing their faith at the very least become highly liberalized Christians. They can't stand for anything because they don't know the truth of it. And they think maybe Darwin had a point and Nietzsche had a point and everybody had a point and they don't know. And they kind of love Jesus, but they don't know what to think anymore. Um, uh, or they are just completely disillusioned and depressed because they, you know, they just got beaten down for four years. A very, very rare kid goes to Christ, goes to a pagan university, goes to secular university, fights the good fight, comes out the other end like Rambo, mm. and says, "I'm gonna go. I'm taking on Wall Street next." Right. I mean, what kid is? I mean, it happens. It does, but yeah. it's rare. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Um, but you had a question. Yeah. So I guess my question is: so raising your children. So we were talking about like the Idaho Medical Association. Yeah. So you raise our children. We have them all through Christian schools. Boom, boom, boom. They get out. Nobody at the Idaho Medical Association is going to give them any. So, so let's like, call it the wh- Miracle Association. They, from now on. Yeah. So, so what do we what do we do? So, if we want someone yeah. to stand before the White House, yeah. have our children be a journalist, yeah. go before the White House, right. we have our children become the world's best doctor that's able right. to do these things. But yet, we're not like, yeah. how do we go about uh, our, our I, training? What, what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing from um, you know some who are in the profession, particularly on the medical side of things, is um, basically um, you know it's what we say: wise as serpents, innocent as doves. And I think there are strategic steps you can take along the way to stand by the truth, not minimize your convictions, not back away from your convictions. And at the same time, I think pretty much every step of the way you have to be willing to lose your career Mm -hmm. like this. I tell this to people who are interested in the military too. I say, look, I think there's a way to do it and pull it off, but it's getting increasingly hard. The, The window is closing and basically you need to be ready at any moment to lose it all. Like just, Drop it all because Jesus says, and and I think um, and I think that's what I would say. But I, yeah. but I think there's a, there are ways to do it, but it's getting increasingly hard. And I think basically um, it's going to be a matter of finding people that um, are either Christian or conservative or have uh, some 
reasonable, uh, you know, uh, sympathy for people with our convictions who say, okay, uh, you can come over here. You can do your internship here. You can do your clinicals here. Uh, okay. Yeah. We usually do it this way, but you don't have to do it that way because of your beliefs. I think there's a little way to still me- meander okay. through that, but I think basically you need to be willing to lose your job at any point. Yeah. I think I'm, that's good. Cause I, I do think that window, like you said, is it's closing, closing, closing. I, closing, closing. Wanna, and, and what's going to happen though is I'm sorry, what, what's happening and what needs to happen is Christians need to start their own medical programs, their own, edu- their own, you know, uh, tech, Votech schools, their own, um, you know, everything, our own medical schools. I mean, surgery centers are starting, um, doc, you know, people, doctors are beginning to go independent. I think we got to do more of that and we're going to have to start figuring out how to do our own licensing, our own, you know, everything. Um, if, if, if the Lord doesn't turn this the ship around, because I think pretty quickly there's no way in, if you don't, if you don't sign on the dotted line that abortion is healthcare and transgender is, you know, whatever is, is, is gender affirming care and all the rest of it, then you're not even going to be accepted into mm-hmm. these programs. And I think it's already the case in many places. Yeah. Keith, I'm going to answer your question with a little bit of an attitude and some <laughs> snark. Um, but it's mostly your question I'm going after, not you, just so you know that. Okay. <laughs> um, I might not know what it is we're going to do, but I tell you what we ain't going to do. <laughs> and whatever else, I'm going to put in God's hand. What we ain't going to do is give our kids to this kind of indoctrination. Oh, yeah. right? Yeah. What we're not going to do is sit up here and act like we're not responsible for the education of our kids and to grow up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. What we're not going to do is send them to government school to learn about evolution right. and then sit up here and be a precursor to this. Right. What we're not going to do is sit out here like God didn't bring us out of Egypt. You see what I'm saying? Like, Come on. We, we, we sit up here getting the people who are free from Pharaoh, and we ask, oh, no, what are we going to do? What we're not going to do is be serving Pharaoh. Yeah. We're going to eat yeah. manna from heaven. We're going to have water given to us from, yeah, yeah, from the, I, I'm not, I know what you're saying. No, and I don't disagree with you, but, but you have, you, we have the double-edged sword where we're trying to like engage the the, the world take over everything blah 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 right. but at the same time recognizing that like we can sit back and complain but none of us are before the white house at, able to ask questions and we can complain that they're yep. all in a position of power but like we have to just realize like we're in, in a sense but the failure the failure for that is not that we're not necessarily doing all these that we're doing this t- this is the majority of what well, evangelicals are doing yeah that's, so that's I, that and then i would say the other thing is is you end up with a bunch of people in the middle that this is sort of the gospel coalition-y types that say that you know celebrated um, what's his name, Doctor Collins, Francis yeah, Collins, Francis. Oh, who, who ends up you know being part of the massive you know COVID um, why the seat <laughs> everything um, also paid for you know a, a, a baby you know aborted baby parts to be used sure. in scientific studies and probably was part of the gain of function studies and you know everything else but like the whole like winsome. Uh, sure. Presence, gospel presence, you know, that whole yeah, thing. They like, were uh-huh. trained by these and, folks. And, Principal and, pluralism. Or yeah, yeah all, that, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like, uh, you know, uh, two degrees ticks, you know. They more, were trained more, by them. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah, they effectively. were. So that's what you get. But, that's the kind of product but, you get. And that's what I, I wasn't kidding when I said, you know, um, probably your children's church leader and your worship leader looks like her. Right. I, I know. And, 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 so and you say, well, why are you judging? Why you jo- well look look I just my point is I don't think you should dress up like the enemy, I don't think you, you know because what happens is you become what you practice, and it's it's and I say the thing same thing about your kids. Why you, his kids say why can't I have that haircut? Why can't I have this piercing? Why can't I why can't I dress that? You know isn't it what's on the heart that matters? Well yes, 
But it turns out your body's connected to your heart. It turns yeah, out, don't be a Gnostic. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a Gnostic. <laughs> yeah. It turns out what you do with your body, you are discipling your heart yeah. to love certain things, to be loyal to certain things. And that's why these externals matter. They're not the most important thing. Of course, you can, you can go to heaven with you know looking like that because people do. Yeah. Um, but and, and when you come to the Lord, you come to the Lord looking and smelling like the world. But you, if you're, if we're talking about discipleship, if we're talking about practicing, uh, a, a good coach doesn't say, "Hey, just wear whatever you want." A coach says, "You know, now that you're going to play soccer, you a part of this team. You're going to wear these shorts and this t-shirt and these and these these shoes. You're going to play basketball. This is how we play basketball. You want to be a Christian? Look, we're going to head this Go way. Go baptize your kids <laughs> if you have <laughs> children. Yeah, because but, that's who's but, showing what team they on. But that's yes, <laughs> it is. But but that's the thing is, is I think the world knows that discipleship works. And, and even it's kind and, of funny, even like we, a principle. Sorry, go ahead, no, go, go. Is when I was uh, when I worked in New York, the, the little saying was "dress for the job you want." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so there wasn't yeah. even the element like they understood clothing matter. Right. You know what I mean? We right. can act like right. none of the physical stuff matters. Right. It was like, oh, dress for the job you want. So you show up to work. Yeah. You're yeah. here. You want to be there. That's which, what you start. Which to dress also for. means then don't dress like a Mormon. <laughs> that's not the job we want. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to say this and let you say. I'll yeah. be really quick on this. Yeah. Well, sometimes. You got to obey God where you're at. Hmm? This is the thing in no, front no, of you. No, no, no. Not All the time. I'm, I'm All sorry. the time. Uh, thank on. you. No, what I mean by that is not just a position like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. There. You, you don't always know. So you just obey God where you're at. And then all the other opportunities open yeah. up. Yeah. They open up after you do that. But repent of what you know. Right. Obey God there. And then you'll, you'll, it's amazing how much God will strike out the path for you and be with yeah. you during yeah. that time. I told, my, I told my church on Sunday that, Obedience is how you know you're in the right place on the battlefield. Yeah. So if Jesus That's is the, right. Jesus And I was there. I know he, he did say you that. Remember that part? <laughs> I was there. Je- got a witness. <laughs> Je- Jesus is the general, and obedience is how you make sure you're. You, you don't, we don't know how he's going to run the play. We don't know how he is going to bring down all this folly. He's going to bring right. it down. That's we know right. he's going to. How is he going to do it? We don't know. But what we do know is that if we obey him, we're in place. And then we can maximize our usefulness to the king. That's right. Because we've obeyed. Mm. Do you own a business and write a lot of proposals? I don't. But you might. If you do, you should check out smartpricingtable.com. Smartpricingtable.com allows you to create quick and accurate proposals, and it's loaded with features like recurring fees, quantities, and line item upsells. When your prospect is ready, they can e-sign, and you're off to the races. Visit smartpricingtable.com. Mention CrossPolitik to get 25% off your first two months. Mm. You ready? My theme music. Yeah, it is. There you go. Look good, at you. That got good shot. Cheers to the You got disciple. You got disciple. I didn't, I didn't get my beer open. What would you do that for? Cheers. Uh, Psalm 119. I'm reading just a portion of it. Let thine, this is verses 41 through 48. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation, according to thy word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me. For I trust in thy word, and I take not the word of truth utterly, and take not thy word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually, forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts, and I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and I will not be ashamed, and I will delight myself in thy commandments which I have loved. My hands also I will lift up unto thy commandments which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Psalm 119 is all about the law of God. Remember, it's an acrostic psalm that goes through the whole Hebrew alphabet. 
But David doesn't know any kind of dichotomy between God's salvation and God's law. Mm. He doesn't know any dichotomy between God's loving kindness and mercy and God's precepts. They all flow together. Now, of course, it's true that man outside of Christ cannot keep God's law faithfully and cannot earn salvation by trying to. But in Christ, God's law is like honey. In Christ, God's law is the way of eternal life. Because of Christ, we love him and therefore we love to obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So here, David prays for God's mercy and salvation according to God's word. It's really striking that one of the mercies of God that David is is particularly asking for is the ability to answer those who reproach us. You want to be able to answer people who mock mm. us, who, who, who slander us, who lie about us? God's word is our answer key. God's word is our wisdom, our knowledge. David trusts in God's word for answers. He hopes in God's judgments, which is another word for what God has done in his word. That's his, his judgments. God's judgments on the wicked world in the time of Noah. God's judgments on Pharaoh in Egypt. God's judgments on the nations during the times of the prophets. And God's judgment of sin, death, and the devil when Jesus was crucified and rose again. Hoping in God's judgments teaches us how to think about the world around us and respond faithfully. And this hope is what teaches us how to be free men and free women. David says that he will walk at liberty because he seeks God's precepts. Liberty is walking with God. James calls the law of God the perfect law of liberty. The Spirit created this world, and where the Spirit is, there is liberty. And if you walk with the Spirit, that made this world, you will love God's law and you will love obeying it and you will truly be free. In fact, the kind of freedom David envisions includes the freedom to speak authoritatively to political leaders, including kings, he says. David says knowing God's law gives you hope, confidence, freedom, and authority to speak to kings without any shame. All of this comes from delighting in God's commandments and loving them. And David pictures that love and devotion to God's law as lifting his hands towards God's law. As I think about our situation in this land, one of the things that I think of often is that line Jesus used in the Gospels, we're sheep without a shepherd. Mm. There are faithful shepherds here and there, but there are so many cowardly, mealy-mouthed, and corrupt shepherds, pastors, teachers, leaders. And so the millions of professing Christians in this land who really love Jesus are so easily manipulated. The only answer to this great famine of Christian leadership in our land is a reformation of the word of God, a hunger and thirst for God's righteousness, devotion to the word, and a deep love for all of God's law. If we want to be able to answer the atheists, the Darwinists, the leftists, and the castrated evangelicals, and everyone else, we must be men and women of the word. If we want to stand before kings, presidents, judges, mayors, sheriffs, medical boards, press secretaries, Come on. Uh, and actually have something to say without any shame, without being embarrassed, then we must give ourselves to studying the whole Bible, all the precepts, all the judgments, all the laws. We must hope in God's word, not in our, not in our wisdom, not in reading Twitter, not in all the other things, but in God's word, in God's law. And then God's mercy and his salvation will be upon us and upon our children. Mm, amen. Cheers to the king. Cheers to the king. Mm. Play my theme music. <laughs> I like that. Oh, you didn't even get none. Oh, Pastor, we got to get you open. Here you go. All right. 
So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table.